Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Houston Round Ball Review presents Folks Talking Sports. How you all doing out there? I am KG Chris Gardner, owner of the Houston Round Ball Review, local name, Global Perspective. Joining me this evening, two gentlemen who I'm going to wish right now, happy Father's Day live on the air, Mr. A.D. Moore. How are you, sir? Fine, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And Brother Willie Gibson, how are you, sir? Doing well, sir. Thank you so much. You're both welcome. And Yanez is unable to join us, but he sends his well wishes and he will do what he can, what he's doing right now. Take care of that, Andy. No worries. Okay. Mr. Gibson, I'm waiting for your number one fan to join us. Well, excuse me, Mr. Moore. Waiting for yeah, but I said, oh, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> my, my fault. <laughs> Don't want to cause any problems. <laughs> no, sir. I come in wait and say, oh, what? What? Hold up now. All right, Corey, thank you very much. What's up, Corey? What's up, Corey? Mr. Gibson, if you don't mind, sir, if you can, yeah, give us a scouting report on Ohio State's Bryce Sensabaugh, please, sir. Yeah, Bryce Sensabaugh is a, a, a small forward, probably six six, probably about two thirty. Um, shooter, he's gonna he's gonna shoot, he's gonna dot your eye if you give him the opportunity. Um, all around player. Um, definitely has side of the ball, but you know what, nineteen year old doesn't. Um, a, a player that's going to <laughs> a player that's going to uh, fill up the bucket and uh, get you the get you the points from anywhere on the floor. Uh, the Chronicle, Jonathan Fagan, in his mock draft today, he mentioned something about uh, knee concerns for Bryce. You know anything about that? Yeah. Yep, yep. He uh, tore his ACL his junior year of high school. Uh, pretty much missed his entire senior year, and then uh, here, middle towards the end of his um, freshman year at Ohio State, had some knee issues as well. Him uh, since he declared for the draft, um, I do know that he did go through the combine. He did sit out uh, the combine. Uh, Open, um, I think the last day which is an indication that he was assured of a first-round selection. But, uh, yeah, he, he definitely uh, has had trouble with that with the knee in the past. Do you have any, an indication that it could be chronic problem for him going forward in his NBA career? I don't. I don't. I mean, I think it was just a situation. Again, he tore, it, he tore his ACL his junior year, high school, had it repaired. I uh, missed the majority of his senior year and uh, had a bit of a tweak uh, here. But, no, I don't think it's a situation where um, with the time to rehab and to rest it, I think he'll be fine. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that scouting report. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to make fun of the Washington Wizards. Wow. Mm. And the, oh. the Wizards are a great example of what happens when you allow or okay a player to have a no trade clause in their contract. Bradley Beal, the only player, NBA player currently to have a no trade clause, eight years of service in the NBA, four years with the one team concurrently with the same team and also signing a new contract. That is key. He signed a new contract. He was an unrestricted free agent and re-signed with the Wizards, thereby giving him the opportunity to get a no-trade clause in his contract, which Wizards owner Ted Leontis agreed to last year. Fast forward, got new GM, new sheriff in town, convinced the owner, uh, yeah, it's time for us to rebuild Mr. Leontis. It's uh, if you want to win a championship or get out of mediocrity, the best thing for the franchise is to trade Bradley Beal. Okay. Well, if you insist, Mr. Gibson, you're shaking your head because you know when you're trying to trade a player who has a no trade clause, he gets to tell you where he wants to go. Yep. Where he's okay to go. So that limits your opportunities. That limits your leverage. <laughs> that limits what you can get back in return. 
and you get what you get in return with the reported deal of Landry Shamit, Chris Paul, second round picks, swaps, and things of that sort, rather than probably three, four first round picks, some young talent going forward. But your thoughts, Mr. Gibson, on this whole saga? Man, I'll, I'll add to it. That, I mean, uh, wow. Um, where to begin? <laughs> Man. All right. So I know because there's so much I want to say, but it's like, I mean, first time GM and, and no shade to, to Michael Winger. I mean, it is what it is. Congratulations to him. And is it Will Anderson, the GM? Will Will Anderson? I don't know what to call it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Give me a second. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, nonetheless. Um, the Notorious B.I.G. Is, I had a lyric back in the day, the ski mask way. And I think yeah, James Jones um, is hiding. They're hiding ski mask right now because they fleeced the Wizards for Bradley Beal. Yes, Bradley Beal had a no trade clause. Will Dawkins. Will, Will Dawkins. Dawkins. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Will Dawkins. Yes, you know, Bradley Beal controlled the narrative because he has the no trade clause. He determines where he wants to go. you got to get better than a handful of second-round picks and pick swaps. Who's that benefit? Pick swaps? You swapping picks with Phoenix? How? Well, for, How does that benefit you? How? And now it, it helps them stink. The word is, <laughs> man. Listen, is they're they're giving uh, Chris Paul three days because they want him, but if he doesn't want to stay, they will look to move him to a third team. And the three day piece is important because on Wednesday, Kristaps Porzingis has a thirty six million dollar player option due, and Kyle Kuzma has a thirteen million dollar player option due. So are those guys wanting to stick around for this rebuild? Or even better than that, do you really want a one year of Porzingis, Kuzma, Chris Paul, and then what? So you delay the rebuild by a year by bringing them back. So it's it's a mess, man. It's a mess. Porzingis, Chris Depps, Porzingis, as you said, 36 million for this coming season if he opts in. I would not be surprised that he if he doesn't opt in. It's 36 million for a year. He's not getting yeah. that on the open market. No. Uh, if he opts out, he become an, a free agent looking for more years on his next contract. Chris Paul, the Wizards, Chris Paul and Landry Shamit contracts go into 24 25 but those years are not guaranteed so they won't be wizards (laughs) let's be real that ain't happening so acquiring chris paul as opposed to a younger better player and big man deandre ayton but he has three years left on his contract so the wizards don't want to do that so that's why they going the old man route the old head route getting chris paul who they can let go and have his money off their books quicker than say uh, Duncan Robinson from, from Miami or anybody else. Well, it's only really Phoenix and Miami were seriously being considered for, for Bradley Bill's services. And also the connection with, there's a connection of what the, who is it? Somebody in the front, the son's front office is the uh, Bartlestein is related to, uh oh. Brad's agent. agent. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the reason for this as well, I'm sure. But Phoenix is going all in for offense with Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Who's playing defense? None of them. <laughs> Who's right? And then I bring up the fact that Beal and Booker. Play the same position. Basically, play the same position. Yeah. So, well, is this is this going to be like the Philadelphia Second Six with Doug Collins, World Be Free, and like in the seventies? Uh, yeah. 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 I'm boy. I just aged myself on that one. 
<laughs> and they did read, not win a championship. So yeah, yeah. I, I read, and this this can't be the last move. It, it, it has to be eight and next because was it Beal, Booker, KD, and Aiton next year? Those four players, one hundred and sixty three million dollars in salary. Right. Those Wait, four players. Four those players. Four players. So yeah. So they're those they're, they're, they have no cap room with those four players. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So that, that it has to be eight and somewhere next Dallas maybe I don't know but that that can't be status quo standing pat. But Phoenix owner Matt Ishbia he likes shiny things. He's going all in. He's saying salary cap, luxury tax, the new CBA, every, all those stipulations, tax aprons. I don't care. What is it? Whatever. He's you know he's. Going back to getting that over-the-air TV deal, whenever it's resolved, he can say, "Look, I got all these shinies. I got all these all-stars on this team for all the fans in Phoenix to see on over-the-air TV." Okay, watch us score one forty, night in, night out, and lose by one forty-one. We, we might give up one forty-five, but hey, we're gonna score one forty. <laughs> we got no depth, no quality bench, but come see us play. It's going to be an all-star game, every home game. Come to Phoenix. What is it? Walking Stick Resort, whatever it is in Phoenix. Talking Stick, yeah. Talking yeah. Stick. Come, come see us. Light it up. <laughs> and, of course, also keep in mind, Bill, Booker, and KD, they might be healthy together 45 times a year. <laughs> you know? Right. I'm being kind probably with that 45. So that could be a – I turn it, well, yeah, it, it'll hey. be it'll be forty five if you drop KD out of it. But well, you mean KD has injury problems too. It, it that's is why that's why you're being kind. I mean, you got you can't even figure KD into the equation. KD has a lot of miles on him, guys. He, he's old, that too. But he does. Bradley Beal last three years: 40, 50, and sixty games. Wow. Forty, fifty. The season is eighty-two <laughs> per year. Eighty-two. So you can't count on him. It's, it's load management, man. We're gonna we're gonna work it out with load management. Well, hey, good luck to load management. Let's just, you know, hey, let's let's have a fan raffle. Come to the game, and who knows you, who you might see and start lineup. It might right. be all three. It might be just one. Come see and find out. <laughs> That'll be a selling point. Come on down to the to the arena. Who knows? You might get lucky and see all three stars play tonight. Then again, you, you might not. <laughs> Okay, if not, tune in on TV. Stay at home. Watch us on TV on Over There TV, the Phoenix Suns, and what's left of our bench or whatever you want to call it because we don't have one worth a damn. But, hey, we got stars. Shifting gears. Miami. Losing out. Not getting Bradley Beal. Are going to focus now on Dame Lillard in Portland. But what if Dane Lillard says, Bam, you my guy, you my dog. I like it in Portland, man. You know, we may not win a chip. I love it here. I'm loyal here. I'm going to see what they do in the draft. I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to stick it out. Deuces. Good luck to you. What if he does that? Then what does Miami do? Great question. They can't do anything. Does the money, I mean... Their, their, their salary, talking about salary cap. I mean, Jimmy and Bam. Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero. <laughs> That's it. That's why they have seven undrafted players. Haywood and uh, Truce and Vincent. That's and Caleb why. Caleb Martin. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. And, you know, the media, the narrative was it's shrewd drafting. It is to a point. But also because you've got so much tied up in the handful of players. <laughs> That's another point. So it's right. I'm kind of curious to see how, to, how it's all going to play out. Because unlike the Wizards and Brad Beal, Dame does not have a no trade clause. So the Blazers, rightly so, should ask for the moon in return. Yep. And point blank, they won't do it, but I think they should. Because I don't want, if I'm Portland, I don't want Tyler Hero. No. The 18th pick Tyler Hero? No. 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 Well, who do you want, Pat Riley? 
I want Bam. Bam. <laughs> That's who I want. You want Dame? I want Bam. Oh, well, no, you can't have Bam because we're trying to build a big three here. Well, thank you for your time. Click. <laughs> you know, that's what I would do if, I, if I'm Portland. Beyond that, I'd say to everybody around the league, Dame Lillard is available via trade. But if you want him, you're going to have to prove to us, show us how badly you want him. Because he got a long, what, four years left on his contract, the two years extra with the extension. He can just sit here, report to camp, get paid. We're not going anywhere anyway. <laughs> you know, so right. if we don't get what we want in return, then you can just sit here and do what you want until we get what we want of equal value in return for you. Interesting, I read today. Um because of that extension, he signed it last summer. Mm -hmm. He can't be traded until July 9th after the first wave of free agency. Right. So who's going to wait? Who's going to wait to see, well, we got this deal for Dame. Am I going to let player A walk by because I got to wait till July 9th to deal, that, to deal with the, to trade for Dame? That part. I think is, and I think honestly, I'm not gonna say this. Yep, I'm gonna say it. Dames in Portland, the Pacific Northwest, right? Yep. West Coast, not a lot of media coverage. I think Dame is doing things to keep himself relevant in the media. Dame's not going anywhere. He knows he's not going anywhere, but we're talking about it. Yeah, that's that's fair. He's yeah, he's he knows he's not. He's shrewd. He's from Oakland. I get it. He's trying. He's not going anywhere, and he knows he doesn't. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He signed the extension. Who signs a hundred and twenty-one million dollar extension? Yes, they gave it to him. Yes, you got to sign it. But he's not going anywhere, and he knows it. And the Blazers weren't good when he signed. That's that. just me. <laughs> okay, so yes, right, so, right, Mister Moore. Yes, sir. The last few days, the James Harden to the Rockets huh. narrative has kind of shifted. To where? Now that it sounds like, it seems like James is going to stay in Philly. Because get this now, he wants to be loyal to Daryl Morey. Okay. <laughs> because Daryl did so much to bring James to Philly. James doesn't want to return to Houston because he wants to, you know, be loyal to Daryl. Okay. Two things and get your thoughts on it. Two things. The loyalty has a price. Philly can offer the most money. Secondly, Daryl Morey is the James Harden enabler. Daryl Moore allowed James to do whatever the hell he wanted here in Houston. I believe he allowed James to do whatever the hell he wants in Philly. So those two things, Mr. Moore, what say you? Is James being loyal to Daryl Morey or loyal to the two points are brought out? James is being loyal to James, period. End of story. As far as far as the, the local Houston Rockets are concerned, that's the best news I've heard yet. That he's not coming back here. He's I mean, you you got the old you got the, you got the old what the young what's the oldest player on the Rockets team? Twenty three years old? Uh then, let's see. Jason's how old well technically Willie Collie Stein is probably the oldest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So 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 you got the whatever the case might be. You know, yeah, all right. But but the core of your team is is what twenty at best twenty three. Yeah, and so, so what is James going to come back in here and teach him to do? Throw honey buns? <laughs> oh, ad, ad, huh? oh, hey. wow, ad, ad, oh, technically, huh? you don't throw honey buns. You just oh, stack you them on a, you just stack them on the table. Oh, you know, oh, oh, I thought you it, just threw. 
I thought they, you threw Because they should I, be banded. You just be banned. Just put a band out there. Throw a band on them and, and throw them up band. in there. Just slap it down on the, you know. Oh, okay. It's, well, it's, what, y'all, not, y'all not talking about Little Debbie's? What? It's, it's, no, a, it's a stack. I see it. I see it. I see it. You know, it's a stack. So, Tony Emma agrees with you, AD, as well. But, I mean, come on, let that guys look. Harden did, I mean, he turned. He turned Houston, he turned Toyota Center upside down, inside out, and then put his mother out front to plead his case. Uh, is she pleading his case in what? Philly? With Daryl Morey? Huh? I mean, can, some, mean, can somebody answer that question? Philly is gives she, him the most money. Oh, well, okay, bottom line. whoever, And so the, if he's going to get the most money uh, in Philly... I guess they'll be. I guess they won't. I guess they'll get to whether uh, going up against the Bucks or the Celtics in the final of the East or whoever might whoever might rise up. And I guess they'll be in, losing again in in year four of his deal. Be Detroit. <clears throat> I'm putting it out there in year four of his deal. Wow, Detroit. You just made down. you just made Willie Gibson almost four, four years from now. Detroit gonna be competing <laughs> for the top t- team in the East. Four years from now. So, so, so they're two no. years away from being two years away. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna put it out. I, I say it all the time on on a rocket show. Guarantee. Oh, of course. This also assumes. Wow. Everybody says healthy. I mean, that goes without saying. Obviously, you got to say healthy. But yeah, Detroit will be one of the top teams in the East. Three in year three, three years from now, but competing for going to finals in year four. For sure. Oh yeah, I'm convinced of that. No doubt. No doubt. Got I, I the guess. right coach and got a young core. And yet, if they get the right man of five, just add to the core, you know. I, I'm I'm just I'm just still trying to figure out how James and MB gonna go because MB, I mean, as hard as he's played, he he that's the, the, the best the the as far as the league is concerned, his availability to stay on the court. The, I mean, sure, that's an issue, and that's an issue with James. James gets overweight, gets out of shape. He'll have nagging injuries. Joel Embiid has problems staying healthy. So that's that's another reason I feel confident. Within four years, the East will be Detroit and Cleveland. Okay, that'll be battling out in yeah. the next four years. It'll be Detroit and Cleveland. Period. Everybody so, else, Boston, Boston, show what they are. I mean, unless they get a. Yeah. A brain transplant, they're not going to be anything except relying on talent. That's all they're going to be doing. I mean, come on. But let's see. Question here. I mean, it's apples, apples and oranges. Oh. Because I, I like both of them. You know, Ime is with the Rockets. Monty in, is in Detroit. So uh, Monty has rooms to improve. I mean, they got to get better defensively. They got, a lot of, he has to get better defensively. He has to get better with the focus. Because they can't get blown out at home in playoff games, you know, and that's been a, a pattern. <laughs> so that's not just a one a one off. But Coach Udoka, no nonsense guy. But then he had his issues off the court, so he, he has issues that make you wonder: Is he the right person long term for the Rockets because of external factors? Yeah, but he, but he, here's the thing about it. If he's seriously trying to stay focused on the job at hand, what better place for him to be than here? And plus the fact that he's got—I'm looking at—I'm looking at these young—I'm looking at these young thoroughbreds that that that's in his possession right now, and I just think that you know they've got they've gotten them to a point maybe that they need to listen to a different voice in the room. Maybe they maybe they've gotten to the point right now because. The problem I keep having, guys, and you know what? It's the league. It's the process. It's the way it is. You don't even have to go to you don't even have to go spend a freshman year at somebody's university anymore. You can go to the development league. But realistically, what I'm seeing now is the the kids are actually literally coming in better suited coming in from overseas than what we're seeing right now. Because you got you see a kid after his freshman year, and everybody is 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 just knocking the door down for him. But then they turn around and sit on the bench, and then all of a sudden they get their feelings hurt, i.e. a John Lucas, because he talked rough to me. Really? But, they, talk- res- 
they respected Luke and they responded in the two games that he was the interim head coach, uh, filling in for Steven Silas. So in that, that could indicate that they are okay with the tough love on a short-term basis. We'll no, see this, if that, if that this is, lasts. This is, this is not about tough love. You getting paid. Hey, you wanted to come get the largest. You wanted to be in the NBA. You wanted to, you wanted a man's salary. Then a man is demanding you to put your, put a man's ability out there on the floor. The heck with you and your, well, I don't, you talk rough to me. Dude, you getting paid a lot of money. And I expect, you know, cause your feelings got hurt. You better get your behind up. You better shut the hell up and get your behind out there and go to playing. This is not AAU anymore, guys. You are playing in the NBA. And, 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 and you know, as they used to say in the NFL, not for long. The NBA could be you, you, you could be next 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 body out or next body or next body attempting to do something because they have a long long term contract. But you know, no, not really. Four year deal, rookie rookie deal, two years in it. Yeah. Okay. Ending. Okay. But I, extensions. You know, I'm I'm getting maybe maybe I'm just showing that that, that these guys and I I just don't and you make an investment by the time those four years up. Maybe, maybe they finally seek show some maturity to become professionals. Maybe. But part of that, that's not the Rockets' issue. Wasn't was their lack of professionalism. Their issue was they weren't very good. <laughs> okay. That's that's reality of it. Year one under Steven Silas, that team was started out supposed to be hard in Russ. Then the injuries, and they had what thirty different lineups and all that different stuff. Steven Silas, second year, rotations, X's and O's left a lot to be desired. Being younger again, you got seven young players. One of the first second year players on last year's squad, so they're young. And the NBA is a grown man's league. Yep. Okay, they can. The NBA drafts youngsters. Okay, they draft them and hope they develop. But it's a grown man's league. There's very few teams that win with a bunch of youngsters. Okay, that's just reality. So, yeah, they can hype up about, they can hype up Wimby. Generational talent, no question. He ain't going to win a lot of games his first two, three years in the NBA. I don't care how good he is. Because it's a grown man's league, period. So you look at all these. Look at Denver. How long it took Denver to win? Jokic is what? In what year is he in the NBA? What's he look? 27, 28? He's 27. And Jamal okay. Murray is about the same, 27? Yeah. Not 19. Not 20. So Jason Tatum, shine. It's great young talent. His basketball IQ. Young man got a long way to go. Jalen Brown, talented. Can't dribble to go to his left. <laughs> you know, I mean, we saw that. They lost to a bunch of older dudes, undrafted dudes, less talented dudes, but dudes who know how to play basketball and play as a team. So... OKC is the outlier this year. They won more games than expected with their young talent. But who beat them in a play-in? Minnesota, right? A team with with older players. Yeah. With vets. (laughs) You know, so, hey, it's great to be young. Young and rich. Yep. In the NBA, they want that young, rich talent. But they hope you mature and become a good basketball player on the court and then a smart person off the court that doesn't do dumb stuff. Are you talking about Jay Morant now? And others. I'm talking to one person now. I'm going to get into it. Could be future Rockets. Dylan Brooks. Oh, who I brought up last week. Brought it up last week. Last weekend. Now... Report comes out, take it for what it's worth about a betting site, saying the Rockets are the 
prohibitive favorite to sign Dylan Brooks via free agency. Dylan Brooks, great talent. Is he? He's a good defensive player. He's Well, he used to be a great talent. Then he became okay. more of, of a brand. But I'm getting to it. I think Will you brought up on this show last Sunday. Could some of his problems be a result of the lack of accountability in the culture in Memphis? Because we see who's in charge over there and what he's dealing with. Getting his ass suspended 25 games for doing dumb stuff. Don't have that problem with the Rockets. You got a new coach. New man laid at law down. Say, Mr. Brooks, you may, may not know me. I'm head coach Emi Udoka here of the Houston Rockets. We are looking at signing you, bringing you to the franchise. But this is what I expect from you. You are a basketball player, not a brand. Being a hooper is more important than being a brand. You will play defense. You will work on avoiding dumb fouls. You'll become a better three-point shooter. You'll become a team player. If any of these things are difficult for you that you cannot do, there's a door. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time conning yourself, trying to con us that you can do those things where you can't and won't do those things here at the Rockets. It's simple. New man in town. We'll see what he does. That's where I stand with it. You know, I put it out there before. A lot of folks put it out there about the Rockets showing interest in Dylan Brooks. I'm just saying. AD been doing this 30 years. I know folks too, Mr. Gibson. I may not be the four letters. Of course. But I know folks too. So just your thoughts on uh, the possibility of Dylan Brooks. And yes, he has no leverage. Not low, but very little leverage because of how he ruined his career and how it ended in Memphis this past season. So he needs to sign a short-term deal and show that he he gets it. What say Mr. Gibson from Ohio? That's negative 4,080 leverage, in my opinion. <laughs> Let alone little zero, negative 4,080 leverage. Old head hip-hop. Hip-hop old heads would know that, that reference. Yes. But, um, yeah, but um, yeah, he's what? What is he looking for in a, in the deal? He because of that leverage, because of the way things ended for him in uh, Memphis. And, and I'm always pro play. Get your money. Get your money. You know, you know, people talk about they ask for too much money. They make too much money. And my response is, I've never heard of a gun being pulled. In any contract negotiation, it's a negotiation. It's give and take. I want this. I ask for that. You give me this. We sign. It's it. I don't see how he has any leverage from anything more than the vet minimum. A proven deal. At this point, he has to repair his image. Yep. He has to repair his game. He has. So what? What? What's the leverage? Well, he, he. I'm offering one year vet minimum, and we'll go from there. You, you know, you know what, Will? You brought up a point. I'm, I appreciate you. I'm, I'm going to put the checks in the mail. The fact yes, that you're sir. talking about these guys, and, I, and I'm like you. These guys get their money. But let me just put this out there. After Liv and the PGA made peace and signed up, I don't want to hear nothing else about these young players of color and their salaries and their contracts and whatever they get, Okay. Let, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and put this on the table right now. All of you folks that want to criticize these young guys and you know, well, they get the money, blah blah blah. What the hell did you think Liv and the PGA was? And what do you think that whole that whole thing was all about at the end of the day? Okay, because let's face it, you made you made a deal. I mean, those guys that went with Liv, you know, God bless them, they got those guaranteed contracts and everything. But when, when, when the Saudis cut a million barrels off of their production, you and I pay for it, and it hurts us in our pocket. When those guys have to go pay for gas, if they even pay for it, if they don't have electric cars or whatever the case might be, it's not hurting them. Mm-hmm. All right? So as far as all this other noise, you know, thank you for bringing that up, but I just want to throw that out there. 
I don't want to hear nothing else about these players of colors and these kids and this money they making and all this other stuff. Look at professional golf now and look at the deal. Who They done made a deal with the devil. So everybody, shut the hell up. Everybody done made the deal, made they de- uh, deal with the devil. So you know what? If y'all, if y'all good with that, y'all not going to criticize the golf world and everything else, then you know what? Leave these kids of color alone. That's it for us the, from the from the Ad Max corner, as far as I'm concerned. It's it's a it's about money. And yeah. to to the point, 80s point and Will's point. No owner of a pro franchise is going to say, say offer it. money to a pro player if they ain't got it. Say if it. they ain't got it, they're not gonna offer it. You're looking at dudes, I say it all the time. <laughs> I say it all about Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, 25, 35, 40. Hell, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson get how much a year? Why did Miami give him that? Right. He's not worth it. He must be. Miami offered it to him. They gave it to him, so he must be worth it. <laughs> you know, so I, hey, let somebody say to me, KG, Chris Gardner, I see what you're doing. Your numbers could be better but damn it man i like where you're going i'm gonna give you a hundred million dollars for two years oh man you know that's too much money i'm not i'm not worth a hundred million dollars over two years i just not you know i'm not gonna do that i know i know thank you but no who the hell gonna do that y'all think i'm not gonna say the answer that kind of money I'll be on the next thing smoking to come stump you in your throat. You Man, please. I I tell Will yes. AD, I we we, we rolling now. <laughs> we no, rolling right. come up now. Man. Well, wait a minute. If they offer, but Chris, if they offer you a hundred million, that means he's got a few more million left back somewhere. Oh, he, he's, he's come from a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, you no, talk, no. You, yes. Hey, there's a there's a vast difference, and like you just mentioned, that's a vast difference between a millionaire. And a billionaire, right? I mean, these are there are bona fide big. We're talking about not just one. We're talking about billions with an S, okay? Yep. So, and you realize how I mean, true folks that know how to that made that money. You know, let's face it, they still have billions. If I, if they're gonna give you a hundred million dollars, just say they give you a hundred million dollars for two years. I think they plan on making that money plus some back over those two years while they handed it out to yep. you. Don't you think they got some means of oh, making yeah. producing that money? So you know what? Uh, uh, again, I'm gonna reiterate my question: Leave these young folk, these young players of color alone about their contracts. Because after looking at the PGA and live and all and what they've done, shut the hell up about them. Because if y'all can't sit up there and look at those golfers and, and put them in the same boat, hey, you know what? That means that that means that, that you've shown your true self and your true worth and your true color, as far as I'm concerned. And, and the color, the, the true color is green. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, everybody got a price. Let's yes. let's just period. Some folks refuse to acknowledge that. I love this. Okay. I'm kind of combining, I'm conflating. I'm colorblind. I bet you see green. Facts. I bet you see green. So if you see green, then how colorblind are you? Mr. Moore. Yes, sir. The Texans had, what was it, mandatories this past yeah. year? Yeah, they how, did. How'd that go? I thought it uh, Well, let's put it like this, Chris. When you're in a helmet, T-shirt, and shorts, a lot of things look good. A lot of things look spectacular. To me, uh, it's the process. It's still the process going on. See, I, I uh, CJ Stroud will probably be the starting quarterback come in that first game in Baltimore. Whoa, 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 Wait, whoa, where, did, whoa, where, where, whoa, where's whoa. he from? In in week one, from? yeah, why not? Why where not? Where's he from? I, I think he went to the that Stroud, school. That I think they call. I think he went to the school that some, they always like to refer to it as D V. I don't know why they get. I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't think is is that part of the charter that they call D Ohio State? Is that the way on their charter? Yeah, if you if you give me a minute, I'll come downstairs and get my diploma. It does say D, Ohio State University. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I'll have it next I time. Knew, I knew I was going to tweak somebody. Yes, sir. D, but Ohio seriously, A, do you, you really believe they're going to start CJ week one? Why not? What if he's not ready? What rookie's ready to start week one in NFL oh, he's ready. quarterback? 
All right, Chris. Let me let me let me let me go let me go ahead and let me and this is one and you I've said it on my show and said I you know when when these kids talking about they said that Bryce Young oh he's NFL ready really he hasn't even been drafted yet he ain't been in anybody none of these kids are NFL ready till they get into camp until they start seeing seeing the the, the pace of the game and that's the one thing I uh, I brought up I brought up how is CJ managing because he spent the majority of his time in the shotgun. At the Ohio State University, how how does he manage coming under the center, having to make a pre-snap read, and within a matter of a pre-snap read, you got about five five to six seconds pre-snap read, and then you got two point three to two point eight seconds to step back and then trying to pick out your receivers one two three and four, and then where are you going to your check down receiver? Then on top of all of that, then you got to figure out the blocking scheme shifting where you're going to shift your protection over with, depending on what the formation you're in. That's a lot to digest in a matter oh, of that sense. I, I agree. I'm just saying I'm, I'm going Cody Davis's route. What about or just why not start a veteran quarterback the first month? You know, two, three, four, whatever. Give well, CJ a chance to get accustomed to the pro game and I then th- week five, week six. Go to get, think, let him start. I, no, I think here's, here's the deal. They're going to have practices against – they're gonna have they're gonna have live against the Miami Dolphins. They're gonna have live practices against the New Orleans Saints. Okay, I think what you go. I think what you're gonna see then once the once the once once they get out of the you know the the, the uh, helmets and t-shirts and once they put really put the full gear on, I think, I think you'll see something. Then I mean, let, let's face it. Uh, I, I just that's just where I'm looking at it right now. I mean, they not they're not going to say this. I think there's still going to be a competition there. But I I I would I, I would not be surprised. Come the first snap, C.J. Stroud will be on the center. Number seven would be on the center in Baltimore against the Ravens. Okay, well, I'll, I'll toss it in there. What if he has, does not win the job in camp in competition? Well, they're not giving it to him. I, I, I'll say this right now. I, there, there is an open competition. Okay. All right. There is an open competition between him and David Smith. Make no mistake about it. But then Case Keenum, Case Keenum is your back. Case Keenum is your ace in the hole. Whatever the circumstances might be, Case Keenum is there for a reason. And not ne- okay. and, and not hey, necessarily. You, you see D skills comment. It's not like Davis Mills is ready to play in the NFL either. Well, he's been here playing anyway. Whether you what okay. do you think? Whether you think it's been a, a comparable level or not? Tony M it, says it might as well start start CJ because they're going to lose anyway. So e- either way, I'm okay with. But you guys know. I think everybody watching us knows. There was a time in the NFL that. Rookie quarterbacks did not start game one. Oh, heck yeah. Sit on the bench yeah, for at least at least a year or two years. Okay. That, a year. That, that, that used to be. Yeah, that, yeah. That has changed. Yeah. Within the last, what would you say, five, ten years? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, that. you know, hey, CJ starts if he's ready to start. If, does his, does, if his, okay, AD, this way. If he starts game one, does that change? Because you predicted the Texans win. What, how many how many wins do you have for them this coming season? Five? Uh, I, I think five to eight games. Five to eight? Yeah. That's eight. That's, that's wow. Okay. That's, so that's eight and nine. They play 17 games right now. 17 now? Right. Mm-hmm. And that, does that include or take into account CJ starting game one? Yeah. Well, you made a prediction a while ago about five to eight wins. Was that based on CJ starting week one? Oh, but I, <clears throat> without a doubt. Here's here's the other thing. What I'm what I'm basing what I'm basing. I'm looking I'm looking at for, for a total revamping of the def, the defensive philosophy that the Texans are going to approach this season with. It's not going to be sitting back there holding and reading right now. They are getting ready to attack. They they getting ready to attack the line of scrimmage. They'll be more aggressive. Well, aggressive is putting it mildly. 
they come, they, you know, it's uh, like Jerry Hughes. And I, I, and it was a comment I had out on Twitter where Jerry said that, you know, and he utilized the word violently several times. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I asked Jerry, I said, you know, Jerry, you know, you sort of got that gleam in your eye like a rookie again. And he just said, things are going to change. He said, from the standpoint of the way we played defense in the past round here, things are getting ready to change. Now, I, I, <clears throat> now, we uh, that no, there's no jo- Joey Bosa here yet, but we got some. There are some players on that defensive side of the ball. Well, he, he he said yet. Yeah. Uh, I was waiting. I was waiting. Yet, yeah. like yeah. Joey Bosa, where's he from? Where he come from? Yeah, see, Corey, they started you, me, Corey. They started you, me. You, yeah, you put it out there, man. You put it out there. I was waiting. <laughs> You know, well, but, but, but but one but, day, one day, AD will D skills Corey. One day, Corey's in both of them. One yeah. day, and I'm being tongue in cheek when I say this. One day, <laughs> it's gonna be some UH players gonna be coming across AD and Will. Well, not Will, but AD. Well, you know, so and so came for UH. So and so, you know, yeah, they, well, they, hey, they got hey. these four or five stars. <laughs> Hey, God, Tank, ready to come make an impact you, in the NFL. Re, re, remember now, Tank, Tank, Tank could be the still far as far as that concerned. You know, Tank could be Tank could really be the be the be the steal of the draft right now. I mean, we are we are they already they already expect that. You know, we know CJ, we know Will Anderson. You know, you you, you got Juice. You know, and then you got the center. You know, from Notre Dame, all of those guys there. But I, I tell you, man. As is, is, and it may not be quietly as it's kept. Tank Dell could it, it depend on how shrewd and how how they put move him around? Because see, the Texans really do not have a wide receiver that can tear the top off the defense. They got good receivers. Do they have outstanding receivers? No, not yet. I mean, nobody's that stand up. There's nobody on the. Te- there's not a receiver that the Texans have that I that I got that we got to sit back and do some special game planning for. Not right a, now. You don't have a home run threat. No, no. And so depending on depending on how they utilize, and, and everybody keeps saying, man, he's so small. So what? <laughs> the way the rules in the NFL now, and, you know, basically you can run through a zone now, you you know, and you can't touch these guys right now, man. Come on. The, well, the, the, I mean, Will and Andy, it doesn't matter if you're small if you don't get caught. Facts. <laughs> hey, if you don't get hit, your size is not gonna make any difference whatsoever. You know, it, 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 yeah. you said it. If he can split the zone and beat the zone with his speed deep, he's not gonna get caught. He doesn't get caught. He won't get hit. I mean, that's simple enough, right there. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's. There's still a, a lot of moving pieces. Um, I mean, real. I, again, I'm going back to the fact. Those practice, those are those are scrimmages that they're going to have against the Miami Dolphins and the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to tell tell a lot of things about the Houston Texans and what what, what we expect real, to see. Real out of talk, them. as I kid with everybody, has it been announced yet that the Commanders are going to be the team on on Max HBO as um, the team that they covered in training camp this year? The, has that been announced yet? I hadn't heard it. <laughs> so, no, I haven't heard that either. So, so it has not. It's not yet the Jets. So there's still a chance. There's still a chance that it could be the Washington Commanders uh, on Hard Knocks. Is that is that they don't they don't want that? No, smoke. no, no. It's not. No. You know, they haven't no. announced yeah. that yet. It's the it's, Yeah, I, I, I it's a opportunity, I you know, to have the commanders on hard knocks. I mean, it really no, is. No, I mean, it's not. On, you know, no, it's not. No, it's not. The Jets, the Jets, the Jets are much more imposing, uh, much more. I mean, what, what they have than what they had to offer. I mean, see, see Corey got, <laughs> see, Corey got jokes. See, all of y'all, y'all are just, y'all are in, <laughs> y'all are in denial when the new ownership is final. The Commanders franchise is going to rise from the ashes, and it's a lot of ashes, a whole <laughs> lot of ashes. Whole lot put of forth, hope put forth by that owner, who will rename name remain nameless, but they're going to rise like a phoenix mm-hmm. and become good again. 
and become championship caliber again before I die. Yeah, well, just like Alan Tran said in the comments section, Aaron Rodgers is going to make the New York Jets a viable entity to be on hard knocks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know all that. I know that. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm putting it out there because at some point in the future, the commanders will be good again <laughs> at some point, hopefully before I die. Well, see, this is a good point here. The commanders don't want to show yeah, yeah. those ancient facilities. That's very true. So, okay, saying that, at some point in the future, when the new stadium is built, that's when they'll be on hard knocks. That's when they'll they'll do, they'll get the deal. NFL say, "Yep, might be five what, years from now." What, what are they going? What are they going back to the old RFK stadium? That's been discussed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they that are. has been discussed. Okay, I mean, to me, that's the logical. That was now with with the old owner. You know, he couldn't he couldn't go anywhere. Oh. He could. He couldn't. He couldn't. He could. Even if they played on the Potomac, he couldn't get nobody to show up. He show up there in a John boat to watch him. So see. he is like he's the NFL owner equivalent of Larry Scott was commissioner for the Pac-12. Wow. wow. There, there are hardly very few people who have destroyed organizations like those two men have. Okay, Daniel Snyder destroyed a once proud franchise. Larry Scott just destroyed from a TV media rights deal the Pac-12. There's still a conference of champions in a sense, but nobody who would know because nobody has the Pac-12 networks because of the deal that he struck years ago. And now we're looking at at some point they're going to have a new deal. At hell, I don't know when it's going to. What is it, What is it, Will? Two weeks? Yeah, I guess two weeks. It's been two weeks for about two years now, right? Yeah, it's no. been two weeks for a long, long time. <laughs> so the latest is now two weeks for being June 30th. Yep. All right, we'll see if Colorado decides to join the Big 12, return to the Big 12. We'll yep. see. I don't, know, I don't know if I sent it to y'all, but I forgot his name. Um, young man, quarterback. State of Texas, high school quarterback, committed to UConn football. He stated that during his visit, the UConn coaches or one or two, whatever, brought up the possibility of UConn being in the Big 12 during his recruiting trip. So it's out there. As a possibility, he said it was not the reason he chose. He just liked the facilities, the offense they play. But he said it was brought up. It was mentioned. His name is Cole Welliver, six foot six quarterback. Okay. In ESPN's top three hundred rankings, twenty three. Six 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 quarterback. His high school head coach is, I believe, Jason Witten. Oh, okay. So yeah, at a wait a minute at a high I mean at a Texas UIL high school or a prep school. He yeah, let's see the high school. Uh, da, 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 da. You talking about cow, former cowboy Jason Witten? Yeah, he transferred to Argyle Liberty Christian. Okay, all right, prep preparatory. But yeah, I just had to look up. I'm sorry, go ahead. He started at Flower Mound. Start, started at Flower Mound Marcus last fall. Okay. So he's going to, to transfer to, or he has transferred to Algar Liberty Christian, and that's what Witten coaches. Okay. And the offense that they play under Witten is, he said, like the exact offense that UConn plays under Coach Moore. What are you going to say, I just, Will? Had, I just had to, no, that was it. I just had to look up to see who the head coach at UConn was. I yep. didn't realize it was Jim Moore. Yep. Yeah. Junior. So, yeah. yeah okay. So okay. yeah, he's the okay. he's the reason I kind of hinted at it. I couldn't remember his name on the last show of why I believe UConn football could become relevant again. Well, see, Morrow because Morrow, well, see, Morrow was at UCLA, correct? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And let's face it, this 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 sort of UConn and Morrow that was like a perp- that was like a match made for both of them because they gave Morrow a chance to come back. 
and whatever the whatever caused these issues at UCLA, other than bottom line, I think we know now it was about money and facilities and everything else. And the fact, you know, they, they just got got down with him. But Morrow can coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you know he's he's a good football mind, and UConn their facility. See, UConn athletics, and what I've heard from colleagues and fans, there's a football fandom that knows reality. <laughs> football is the front porch of university, and is the money driver in college athletics. And then there's the basketball side. Basketball fans, they love being. A, the king and queen of the mountain in basketball. That's good. I love that. I admire that. But if UConn joins the Big 12, that football, that money you get in football could help cut into your debt and your deficit, which is, what, $50 million, if not more, for UConn? At one point, a few years ago, it was like as high as $80 million of deficit. So UConn going to the Big 12, but, 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 no one asked about it, Will, AD, Tran, but what about the student athletes? <clears throat> Excuse me. The student assets. What about them? How's it going to impact them? It depends on who gets the best UIL mm-hmm. deal. Well, it I'll say, you said get NIL. Yeah, 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 this is, hey, man, this look, 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 right let's, there. let's, this Big 12 by- gets the New York area. Yeah. UConn nice. going to the Big 12. And that's yep. it right there. Why do you think Rutgers in the Big Ten? Oh, yep. Fine. So, yep. and they, their fans are great. And I think I've said it on, on plenty of shows before. When UConn and UH were in the same conference in the American, in the American, women's, hell, even the fellas under Kevin Ollie. But my interviews with UConn players, Corey, Tran, Tony M, some of my Cougar alums, my interviews with the UConn players got more views than anything I posted with from UH. Because of their market. That, that Five, you know, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten times more views. Because UConn, Houston Ron Barview got interviews with whoever. UConn, so-and-so. UConn. And this one back when Stu was here. Of course, Gino. Love Gino. Everybody love Gino. Put that out. Wow. Ron Barview, this, blah, blah, blah. I had a retweet of a tweet I did from a UConn UH men's game uh, like three years ago. It came up in a retweet last week. And UConn fans was, I remember that game. <laughs> and because I was tagged in it. And I'm like, I remember that game. I don't know. And I'm like, damn. So I'm still on their mind. <laughs> because of, so I'm all for UConn doing the Big 12. <laughs> because why? We talked about it earlier in the show. Green. It could be a bit a boost to my bottom line if UConn joins the Big Twelve. So, oh, without question, without question, that's just real talk right there, Mister Moore. When did the Texans resume practice or start for July? Ju- I want to say July twenty fifth. Uh, but somebody another July twenty fifth is when they report back to camp. Uh, uh, D'Amico Ryan in his last presser, D'Amico said he been ever since the final, you know, when they lost in the uh, the uh, uh, NFL, the NFC uh, playoffs, he, you know, D'Amico has been on the burn ever since then. D'Amico said, "Man, I'm tired. I'm getting go." So they they took off last week. D'Amico, D'Amico is probably not picking up his phone or doing anything else. D'Amico said, "I'm going home and get some rest because." Probably in about another week, he might, he might, he might come out. He might be like a groundhog. He might come out there and stick his head out and see if a shadow's cat. And knowing Houston being the sun's gonna be out, yeah, you'll see your shadow out there. But uh, now D'Amico is gonna go go get some rest. But I, I want to say, Chris, July twenty fifth. Uh, I think that's a Wednesday or Thursday. I gotta like, double check. But anyway, that should be their first day of camp. Well, you might be in uh, at the American Football Media Day, sir. Around that time, yeah, I, I, I know. I, and when you, when I said that, I got got to think. Wait a minute, that, that those dates are colliding. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah. We'll make we'll make we'll make it work some kind of way, man. Because Mr. Gibson, as you know, 
the round bar of you is more than hoops, as we're proving here on the Folks Talk of Sports, because the Houston round bar of you has been approved to be at Big 12 Football Media Day. I'll be there for mm-hmm. that. Has been approved for the AAC Football Media Day. 23rd and 24th. Mr. Moore might be there for that. I got my I got the ballot to vote, cast my votes for the Big 12 preseason football team in my predictions. I send it in Friday. This coming Friday? No, no, I already sent it in last Friday. Oh, you already sent it in? Yeah, it was due, it's due Wednesday. It's so due you, on 21st. I already so, sent it in. So you already had TCU and who? No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought no. I was going to get <laughs> No, 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 no. No TCU, huh? Houston, I'm giving them I'm giving them a kiss of death by picking them number one. That ugly, ugly orange color, that team up there in Austin. I put them on my number one on my ballot. But how? Why? Just put just put them on there. Why? AD, one of the years all that talent got to come through, and it's the last year in the Big Twelve, so it'll be this year. You know, is that is that school and Norman still in the in in the Big Twelve? I got them number two. Oh. Both of them, both of them be leaving. So one and done, be gone. So hey, whatever. Yeah, well, it, it, I do have I do have one cougar on my on my uh, offense, and Corey, y'all can guess who it is. Uh, he plays wide receiver. Oh, Other okay. than that, um, but I was just glad, and he got got a ballot as well. So you got it, Corey. That's right. He's on my ballot, Matthew Golden. Is on my ballot, but I sent it in. Yep. I the football team overall, don't ask where I put them in the rankings. But uh seventh A. Oh no, no. <laughs> oh no, oh no. No, 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 no. Keep on going down. Twelve. It's 14 teams in the in the conference this year. Okay. 14. So, no. They're not they're not 14. <laughs> so, oh, 15. Oh, 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 level so. the level the twelfth. Okay. Oh, I won't go that either, AD. <laughs> but, but, hey, 15, come on, team. No, but it's 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 good. I'm just glad, and I was honored that they asked me. I don't know how they they word it. If you are interested in participating in the ballot, well, yeah, I mean, if, yeah, you gonna send it to me? Yeah, I'm gonna vote. So yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Of course, wrapping it up, Corey Miller. Thank you very much. D skills, Mr. Tran, as always, from the West Coast, where he said it's 70 degrees. Yeah, seventy degrees. Wow. We out here sweating. It, it's it's hey, it's not it's not seventy it's not seventy degrees at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The low it's, the low tonight will be like eighty degrees. Yeah, that will be the low. Wow. So Tony M and everyone else, thank you very much for chiming in. Do this. Let's see here. Thank you to Ad Moore for being a late night sub. For joining us on Folks Talk Sports on Twitter. Appreciate Filling it. Appreciate it. Andy Yanez. Mr. Moore, you got it first. How can folks find you, sir? Well, you can find me, obviously, uh, Ad Max Corner on YouTube, number one. If when I'm on that, I'm on, in fact, I've utilized both tubes the, the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel and the Ad Max Corner YouTube channel. Twitter, AD. Underscore more 64. Uh, you find me on Twitter on that handle, and also you can find me on Facebook. I'm not I'm not hard to find. Uh I'm my my son keep pushing me, Willie. You know, hey dad, you gotta get you an Instagram account. I'm going, okay, we'll set yeah. it up. I'll, <laughs> I will do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, we keep saying I said, okay, we're gonna set it up, you know. Well, hey, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not I uh I'm not scared of social media, just you know, at, at a certain point, I'm going like I, I handle what I feel comfortable with, so I'm I'm good with those. I'm good with those handles right now. But uh, Chris will probably push me to Instagram along with my son and all the rest of them. So who knows, man? You should. You should. We, we'll see, brother Gibson. How about you, sir? How can folks yes, find you? Uh, for now, you can always find me at. Uh, first of all, thank you again for the opportunity, as always, uh, to to join the platform. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Will Gibson Seven. Instagram AD at Will Gibson Seven, uh, Facebook Will Knows, and uh, stay tuned. We'll be uh, doing some changes here shortly. All right, and uh, Big Ten Football Media Day. When is that, sir? That's I need to add the Browns. I know Browns go to camp J- July twenty second at Greenbrier, 
in West oh, Virginia. Okay. Yeah, they're going away for the first week. Uh, so they'll be in Greenbrier in West Virginia starting July 22nd. And Big Ten Media Days are, as I quickly pull them up, Big Ten Media Days. Love the comment. Tony, thank you for the kind words. And again, the family is wishing you guys happy Father's Day as well. From Mr. Trent, from Corey. Yeah, guys, appreciate it. Thank you. July 26th and 27th. Thank you, gentlemen. July 26th and 27th in Indianapolis. Yeah, that, yeah. All right. And I am KG Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. That's what do you see it up there? VHR Review. Twitter for Folks Talking Sports is Folks Talk Sports. Follow us. We're getting more followers on that account at Folks Talk Sports. So thank you, as always. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the Houston Round Bar Review. Tell your friends about the Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube. Tell your friends to get some merch like this nice Houston Round Bar Review mug that I got. Link in the description. Yeah. Oh, don't, tell them, don't forget about the T-shirts, man. Got nice colors on the T-shirts. Yeah, get the T-shirt, T-shirts, tank tops. Mm-hmm. May have someone model a shirt or two. She said she would do that oh, for me once. Good. Oh, good. So, oh, oh. Well, y'all don't know who this is. Trust That's me. okay. That's okay. So, right. and Corey's signing off with the in caps for you right there. Indeed. Indeed. So, appreciate that. Indeed. But, everybody, Salute. thank you. Oh, I almost forgot. The NBA draft is this Thursday, June 22nd. Yes. Rockets pick fourth right now, 20th right now. Media, I'm assuming, will be there at Toyota Center to talk to Rafael Stone when the draft ends which could be around midnight when he's available to talk to us because he might do trades or anything after the draft ends, which is probably around 10.30 when the draft ends or later, and then work on signing any undrafted players as well. So after all that's done, then Rafael Stone will talk to us. I'm going to try to do some some YouTube shorts or some IG stories, AD, Instagram stories, reels, putting it out there for you as well. Hint, 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 nudge, nudge, nudge. But everybody, thank you very much. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about all of us, what we do. Share our insights. We know folks, too. I'm just saying that. We know folks, too. We have contacts, too. You're looking at a, a lot of experience here on this screen covering sports. So, and we've done this a long time. We've been fortunate enough to do this and continue to do this because we know what we're doing. <laughs> and we have contacts and folks trust us and believe in what we do. So if you like that, like the videos on the channel, as well as also if you are interested, interested in sponsoring, email me here, kgardner at thehrr.com to discuss our rates. You can advertise on this show, advertise on AD's show as well on the AdMax Corner. It's almost football season, so it's almost time. So get ready. Everybody, as always. Thank you for your time. Take care. Peace.